Welcome to the Coach Fury Podcast. This is where fitness and geekdom collide. It's time to live long, be strong, and die mighty. Hey, everyone. Welcome to episode 27. Before we get into today's episode, let's talk about a couple of workshops that are coming up. On Sunday, July 15th at Mark Fisher Fitness Bowery, we're going to have the one-day hardstyle kettlebell certification, the HKC. This is a great opportunity to really dial in your technique and also learn how to coach the heck out of the kettlebell swing, get up, and goblet squat. If you've been thinking about taking a more advanced certification, this is a great place to begin. This is where I got my start. If you're looking just for more ways to cue stuff up, more ways to coach people into it. It's a great opportunity. So please join me for that. Very excited to return to Weymouth, Mass. We're going to come back to MSC Strength. We just had a few weeks ago an awesome time doing a DVRT Ultimate Sandbag Training Workshop. And I'm very excited to hit the DVRT Level 1 and Level 2 certification. So that's going to happen on September 22nd and 23rd. Now, you can sign up just for the Level 1. If you've already taken the Level 1, you can sign up for the Level 2, or you can sign up for both of them. So Check out CoachFury.com for that. And I wanted to talk about today's episode. So there's no guest today. Um, This is going to be a little bit of a shorter episode. This is just a a little Fury on Fury time. When I was an NYU film student, I would read these books called like Scorsese on Scorsese. So today's just a Fury on Fury. Uh, Yesterday, I hit seven years as a full-time coach, which I know for a lot of us isn't such a big deal. But with the average lifespan of a coach being two years... Um, you know, seven years full-time, more than that if you included half-time. And I just wanted to give some advice. Um, two of the things that people tend to ask me about are on one side of the fence, let's talk about being an enthusiast. So I started as an enthusiast. I was a, a member at Five Points Academy, started with Muay Thai training, found kettlebells, took the HKC kettlebell certification, the first course I ever took, just to get better at the swing and also to really learn to get up. I'd only done, my friend Jose showed me one get up, and I really didn't know what I was doing, but I wanted to get less back pain from that and I, from my swing and also want to learn to get up. The goblet squat I felt pretty confident in, but it was the start of me learning how to coach, and that really took me on the path. And just as an enthusiast, I, I was introduced to TRX and ultimate sandbag training, and I started taking courses just to get better at the things that I was passionate about. And then eventually, as I planned towards my RKC, I I felt like, okay, I want to try to become a trainer part-time. And then seven years ago, on July 15th, I was officially a full-time coach at Five Points Academy. So what I want to just give some advice for, when people feel weird about being an enthusiast or this idea of starting to become a trainer or how do we begin from there or if you're unsure if you're going to be able to be able to have success with people or hurt people. Here's my piece of advice. I really want to keep this straight. Focus on the things you feel the most confident about, knowing that over time you're going to learn more. So follow your passion in terms of the systems that you like, that you enjoy, that you feel you're the strongest at, that you think are going to provide a pretty easy starting point, both for yourself, but also for your first clients. And instead of maybe waiting to have like, you know, a full-time gig or even a part-time gig, just try to find a friend that you can trust at the start and take it slow, take it simple, and make sure you keep them safe, right? But if you keep doubting yourself the entire time or keep putting off training or waiting for something bigger for prep to start coaching people, you know, 
you just might be wasting some time waiting for the moment to start, just like with anything. So I'm not saying be reckless about it if you're an enthusiast and thinking about becoming a coach. Uh, you definitely want to feel safe. But a lot of the time, people start to think, like, i got to get great at kettlebells, and I need to own my RKC or my SFG, or I need to know this, 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 and this before I can train somebody. Well, quite frankly, if somebody's relatively new to training, you don't need to offer a whole lot of stuff. You just have to be pretty good at the things you're starting with, knowing that you're going to get better with time. So with that, if you're into kettlebells, I mentioned earlier, the HKC kettlebell certification is a great one-day intro to kettlebells where you learn how to do a get-up, a swing, um, and the goblet squat, but also the stages of how to progress, how to troubleshoot, and how to set somebody up with that. So just knowing those three things are a great standpoint. Now, in terms of, you know, they teach warm, we teach warm-up stuff and things throughout that as well. Then, for example, if you take the original strength or if you're really interested in uh, the FMS, functional movement screen, then you have some corrective stuff, some movement restoration type programming, and some strength training in a reflexive nature, in a mobility nature, to help people that might be like really tight, might be limited on something, or might be in addition to. So find something that you're interested on that end. And then I got to be honest, when I look at a bigger scope of movement, DVRT Ultimate Sandbag Training, the system was really a point where I started looking at movement beyond where I started from, where if I'm doing, you know, uh, even kettlebell land is very sort of one directional sagittal plane for the most of it. Um, you can progress from there, but DVRT really started allowing me to look at things from more planes of motion and how to progress stuff without just getting heavier. So I started looking at more of a quality of movement, variety of movement, as opposed to just getting hella strong and, and, and getting heavier at things. So those were the three things that I started out with, and I've learned a lot of other stuff. But those are the things that have made my philosophy. I've just gotten, at least for me, way more comfortable, way more familiar with it. Of course, I'm in a very fortunate position that I teach for those things. But I'm not saying sign up for those. What I'm saying is if you're an enthusiast, no matter what style or system you're into, start simple. Start training people. Start with one or two friends. Now, here's the thing, though. As you start to get better at this stuff, remember to learn from it. Learn from your mistakes adjust progress, make sure you're not hurting anybody. And at a certain point, make sure you're actually getting paid correctly for it. Because when we start out, myself included, you start to be cheap because you don't know if you have the skill and suddenly you find yourself sort of locked financially. So if you're new and you're thinking about becoming you know, an enthusiast and you want to become a coach, follow those things. Start simple, grow from there. Now, I will say this, sometimes we look at becoming a coach as like, oh, this is super fun, we get to train, it doesn't seem that hard, uh, it's a lot of work, and be prepared for that, it's a lot of work, you know, you're working crazy hours more often than not, you know, generally speaking, you're going to train people before they start work, after they start work, maybe at lunchtime, and then have gaps in between, so becoming a coach is one of the most amazing, rewarding experiences I've ever had, but it's way more stressful, way more harder work than I'd expected going in. And it's a bit of a pretty dramatic roller coaster in terms of salary and your financial situation where people go on vacations, people, you know, sometimes if somebody has the money, they can go on a lot of vacations. Suddenly you're not making money while they're on vacation. Sometimes, you know, people lose their job or a family comes up, they have a kid and they suddenly the interest in training or the financial aspect of training becomes, you know, uh, an expense they can't afford at the moment. So it, it's a big roller coaster and you got to learn to ride that thing out. But If you really want to help people and you really are passionate about it, interested in about it, 
go for it. As an enthusiast, make the switch. You don't have to go full-time right out the gate. I went part-time for about, let me think, October. I went part-time for about seven months or so before I went full-time. And I, I grew my business from there. And it's been a massive roller coaster. But don't doubt yourself so much. Take the shot. You're going to learn. Right? So enthusiast. Go for it if you really believe in yourself for it. Or even if you don't believe in yourself, but it's something you want to do. Help people. It's important. You have a skill to really help people. Just keep it simple and grow from it. Cool? All right. Professionals. People that have been at this a little while. Right? Here's the thing. This has been a crazy adventure for me. And coming up onto the seventh year, I feel like certain years, even going back as much as four years, I was making more money. Um, a couple of years ago, I was traveling, teaching more courses. And on the flip side of that, I wasn't seeing my kids and my wife. So don't feel trapped. Modify. You have to find a way to fit what works for you. Now, there are some hard things about being a coach, like I mentioned, where the hours can suck um, at times, the salary, the roller coaster, all of those things come into play. But the one thing I'll say is this, depending on where you're at. Find the good opportunities or make them happen. I wouldn't be where I'm at teaching for a lot of these groups if I didn't pursue the opportunities as opposed to waiting for them to come. So I assisted a lot of courses, a lot of things for the RKC, for SFG, for Josh Hankin at DVRT Land for OS. And not only would I be asked to help, but I would ask. I'd be like, hey, do you need anybody? And I'd learn a lot that way because I don't have a degree anywhere. And what that allowed me to do was learn from a lot of great teachers learn some cues that might have worked better from one person than the other, depending on the exercise, and then vice versa with different coaches. So find the way to make the opportunities happen. If you can get an internship, like I didn't have that, but working at Five Points Academy and and certainly Mark Fisher Fitness, huge for me to really learn a lot on not just the training aspect or the programming aspect, but how to be a better human, how to be a better coach, right? Now, with that, a lot of us get so caught up with like feeling trapped or burnt out or just caught in too rough of a schedule or too limiting of a financial situation or just like a brutal set of hours. And I got to tell you, if you're dealing with that type of stuff, and, and I'm in the midst of it to some degree, you, you got to find a mentor, whether it's somebody like, you know, I'm very grateful for Mark Fisher and Michael Keeler over at MFF, certainly strength faction has had a massive impact with me. So aside from our lessons and mentoring, like I have to, you know, give a huge thank you to Todd Bumgardner, who I just reach out for learning the lessons from, you know, Chris, it's just been a huge help. And what you need to do is prepared for potentially a short-term loss for a long-term goal. So what, what's happened recently is, is for the last year, I've been out on my own and I've been really trying to find a schedule that works for me. And trying to stick and grow with that so I can find a balance in my life that didn't exist. And as an independent trainer, it's really easy to go hour to hour. Admittedly, you try to do certain things off the books. Then you start, I started switching to more of a regular billing system. And it's helping because instead of you know wondering when the money's going to come in or a short notice cancellation, I've got more of a consistent billing cycle happening. And yes, it costs a little more uh, uh, in terms of charges and fees, you know, however you want to go, whether it's uh, PayPal or Square Up. But don't settle the negative side of what you do as a veteran as like being trapped there and don't give up on it, but actively try to 
find help and learn from people that will guide you into a better way. Part of that is systems. Part of that is discipline. Part of that is having a game plans. Part of that is setting a longer term goal and short term goals leading up to that. But make the changes that make this better for your life. And yes, we're all going to be in that battle for finance, but see what you can do to really find a support system to help guide you on the right way. Uh, especially for gym owners and independents, it's so much work to run a facility. It's so much work sometimes traveling around as an independent to you know make money. But I caught myself sometimes commuting four to six hours a day trying to hit sessions at different places people's houses and suddenly get, it seems like I'm making a good hourly rate, but then you turn in this commute, you know, uh, commute time. And it's like, you know, it's my, my, my percentage per hour is a a lot less because I'm traveling through it. And suddenly I'm not seeing my kids. I'm not seeing my wife and I'm not sleeping or training for myself. So find a mentor. And I got to stress strength faction really, uh, you know, MFF offers a lot of great business for unicorn things um, that are going to help. But the long-term monthly aspect of Strength Faction has been invaluable. So if you're a veteran trying to find some more stability, trying to grow, a lot of what we hear about um, within the faction is just time management because we are feeling swamped all the time. And we have to find a way to own our schedule within that. Right? Uh, And there's lessons to learn from that. So anyway... Those are the two things I want to talk about, and I'm going to end it just there. I have so many thank yous for everybody involved in this um, from Five Points Academy that gave me my first shot to become a coach, from Mark Fisher Fitness where it really elevated beyond just becoming a better coach. Uh, I really did become a better human being. Uh, my emotional intelligence, my my communication skills really shot up to Josh Hankin and Jessica Bento for allowing me to teach for DVRT. Uh, It's kind of insane how much I've learned from them and how well I've, uh, how well that uh, the, the impact that that's had on me. Um, John Duquesne for allowing me to teach for the RKC. I just finished my second level two certification as a coach, having, you know, sort of recertified through that and through the SFG um, before becoming leadership uh, you know, I probably went through that research about, I'd say about eight or nine times and really just everybody that I've assisted in that process or helped, who's helped me out in the process. It was really cool a couple of weeks ago to really dive into the windmill, the bent press and the jerk just to simplify that out. Cause I think often those are really complicated to wrap our heads around. I got to thank Tim Anderson, Daniel Almeida, John, and everyone at Original Strength for just being super supportive. Again, all of these groups allowing me the opportunity to share these things that basically make up the philosophy of Fury and these opportunities to take the systems and to teach. And I never thought I'd have this ability to, sounds crazy, to travel the world. This will be my fourth year going to Japan to teach. Um, It's just insane. And while I'm still trying to build out my Fury Industries business from home, um, it's such a satisfying part of my life, uh, the gift of being able to go and teach and share that, right? So uh, from the bottom of my heart, thank you there. For Strength Faction, guys, Mike, Chris, Todd, all the fellow mentors, just thank you so much for letting me be a part of this and, and let me help fellow coaches to find and fill in these gaps that I needed to dive into as well because we can only get better 
a lot of the times it's so stressful what we do, but it can only get better. So thank you for allowing me uh, to be a mentor amongst this group. And, and just, you know, every semester is just an awesome group of folks and continuing to learn. And I'd say probably is having the biggest impact professionally on me right now in terms of trying to run my business. Uh, the Fury crew currently, whether it's classes, online, one-on-one -on -one training, thank you so much for your trust, your, your faith, your standing by me. Uh, Mike Dolan, Jack Browning in particular, guys, you've been with me almost from the start of this at this point. I love you. To everybody else, uh, couldn't be there without you. Thank you for being a part of this. Again, it's not only like what supports me, it supports my kids, allows me to pay the rent, pay the bills. It's amazing. So thank you to the Fury crew. For those that don't train with me anymore, right? Fury crew you are if you're, if you're on that list. Man, it's been a long time. So if you've ever trained with me, hosted a course for me, taken, um, assisted me at a course, whatever it might be, just thank you for being a part of this journey. I, I, I continue to try to get better at the same point trying to simplify. So just thank you so much for being a part of it. And I have to say for, you know, Kim, the kids, my folks, my ex-wife, this has been an insane roller coaster and a lot more work than I would have ever expected. Um, and just thank you. Just know that I'm trying to make more money on one end for sure. I want to be more secure in that aspect. But I'm incredibly proud about these opportunities to actually help people the way that fitness has helped me. So just thank you, everybody. Uh, it, it's kind of amazing. I can't believe it's seven years. And finally, for those of you listening to this show, the Coach Fury podcast. It's this has been something I wanted to do for so long. We're hitting thir thirty-seven episodes with this one, and I know it's just me, which feels a little weird since it's not a guest. But I just wanted to share those moments where, again, I wouldn't have this podcast actually if it wasn't for Todd and, and the Strength Faction crew. But I've learned a lot. One of the interesting things as of late is teaching courses. Um, I'm verbalizing things differently seeing things in a different approach from having these great conversations with my guests. So thank you to everybody that's listened to the show, my patron members, my guests, my future guests, please subscribe, stay tuned to this. Um, it's been an amazing learning experience and it's helping me towards the die mighty workshop, which is going to be made for anybody that wants to come in gen pop in particular, but also trainers where I start to tr share the fury philosophy on coaching people and getting strong and getting fit. So Thank you, everybody. Man, that rambled. But again, I want the big part of this is it's the thank yous. But I want those that advice for enthusiasts, and I want that advice for veteran coaches. We're all in this struggle together. Just try to get better at it. Try to have ownership of it. But live the life you want to live, too. Don't get caught just dealing with. Cool? Anyway, everybody, thank you so much. <laughs> I want you to live long, be strong, and die mighty. Until next week. Bye. The Coach Fury Podcast is created, owned, and produced by Steve Coach Fury Holliner for Fury Industries, LLC. Music provided by the FTW. Visit the FTW.nyc for band, music, tour, and merch information. Artwork provided by Glenn Urieta. Visit glennurieta.com. That's G-L-E-N-N-U-R-I-E-T-A. Or visit him on Instagram at Glenn Urieta. Thanks, everybody. 